Right. Harold Ramis. Because Dan Aykroyd just wanted to make a movie about ghosts. Yeah, and ghost blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, he, he wrote that movie so that he could get a ghost blowjob. I just I just want a ghost blowjob. Uh, yeah, this is this is something I discovered about Ghostbusters relatively recently, is that the second one's not very good. <laughs> uh, disagree. Look, I, I, you know, I loved that movie when I was a kid, and then I watched it again as an adult, and I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is not as good as the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just have a, an affinity for, uh, Vigo the, uh, Carpathian. I, I need and, that, and I need that painting. creepy he is. Yeah. There's a bar in Portland that has, like, a huge Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, and it's framed in, like, gold. Yeah. Yeah. I need um, one of those. Okay, no, Harold Ramis was Egon. Yeah. Rip. Ivan Reitman is a Ch- Czechoslovakian <laughs> film producer and okay. director. Uh, did he make this movie? <laughs> and he was the, uh, uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And he is attached to Ghostbusters Afterlife, the upcoming sequel. Oh, is, uh, that's the one with, uh, uh, uh Dick Wolfhard. Yeah. Uh, Wolf. Wolfhard Dick. Wolf Dixon? Yeah, whoever the kid from... Stranger uh, Things kid. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger kid. Guy in the pup video. The guy in the pup video. Or pup, pup friend. Pup videos? Pup's friend. Dick. Hard, hard Dick Wolf. Finn Wolfhard is his name. Cool. Whatever. That's yeah. a fucking fake name. I imagine what his parents are like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we're gonna name our child Finn Wolfhard. Is his... Yeah, like, are their last Wolfhard names Wolfhard? Wolfhard is a fake name. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's like the guy in fucking CSI or Law and Order or whatever, Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. a real thing. Richard Wolf. Yeah, Richard no. Wolf. Come on, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Finn, Finn Wolfhard, um, is, I, I saw that trailer for the new Ghostbusters, because, uh, like, Paul Rudd's in it as well, right? Yeah. Paul Rudd's, like, a science teacher or something? Yeah, and I think that trailer was, like, a proof of concept thing, like, because they, they, they can't have shot much of that film yet. Right. Um... But they did the the teaser with the Ecto one in that barn, and <clears throat> then they had that trailer with Paul Rudd. Um, I, 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 I can't imagine they've done much else with it yet, right? Because I mean they they've like totally shut down production of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, um, but they have a good cast involved, and like apparently all the original dudes are coming back. You know who else is coming back? Is all of the original dudes who refused to go see the most recent Ghostbusters movie? Hell yeah! Now that now that it's not filled with they've uh, won. Now that it's not filled with WOMs, <laughs> the terrorists won. Yeah. God. Yeah. No. The the. I, yeah, I haven't seen Ghostbusters three or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Answer the call. I'm not calling it that. I've... Science fiction. Are we here to talk about movies? Yeah, we're here to talk about movies. And, uh, and not Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and Jeffrey Ep- Every podcast I'm on is about Jeffrey Epstein in one way or another. Christ. Uh, he just, you know, 
Chris Chris sends me some Epstein related thing probably like once a week. <laughs> yeah. Um just keep tab keep tabs on the boy. Uh <laughs> but uh this is uh this is a a pilot episode for a podcast uh we're we're tentatively titling uh uh Columbia River Film School. Uh a title I don't think is taken um and uh I haven't checked. So much like the last podcast I started, uh maybe we'll change the title in episode 2. <laughs> probably cool. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm calling it, uh, Columbia River Film School, uh, because I'm here with, uh, my brother, uh, Pat McDonald. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, how's it going? I'm Pat McDonald. I am, uh, Bill's, uh, brother. Um, and yeah, we both went to, uh, Columbia River High School. Um, here in, in beautiful, uh, in beautiful scenic Vancouver, Washington. Real Vancouver. Best Vancouver. Yeah. First Vancouver. Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, uh, South-ish, uh, they call it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we went to, uh, Columbia River High School here in Vancouver, uh, where we both took the same, uh, audiovisual class for mm-hmm. four years. Uh, in which we learned absolutely nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Uh, absolutely, completely nothing about... I did uh, learn how to pirate VHS tapes. Yeah, learned how to dub VHS tapes. Yep. Uh, I, I learned uh, how to block a door without making it seem like you'd blocked a door so that you could take naps. Um, Steal keys from a janitor, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just learned how to like get a free hour for four years yeah. uh, in, in high school. <laughs> Yeah, when when I was when I was teaching high school, uh, kids would frequently ask me. They were like, "What was high school like for you?" And I would be like, "I didn't do anything for no, four years. Nothing. <laughs> I just I just kind of like fucked around with my friends and like occasionally like turned in uh, you know some some hazard like haphazardly put together a short film for my my video class. Yeah, yeah. I failed a few math classes. I think I think I took chemistry at one point, but I didn't even take chemistry. I got out of that somehow. <laughs> Mostly it was just video production. Yeah, I also never took PE. But uh, anyway, yeah. So this is uh, this is the Columbia River Film School podcast. Uh, we're gonna uh, both of us watch uh, a lot of movies. Uh, usually very different movies, <laughs> very different taste in films. Yeah. Uh, Pat typically watches uh, uh, schlock, garbage. Yeah. Uh, absolute trash. Yep. And as as a man of letters. Uh, I, I do, I do have a degree in film. It's on the wall back there. Yeah, Bill just watches boring shit. Yeah, I just watch two, two and a half hour Soviet films. Yeah. Uh, that make you real sad. Uh, there, there was, uh, someone, someone in, uh, one, our, our associated, uh, Discord community asked for film recommendations a while ago. And I, like, rattled a few <laughs> off. And he came back and he was like, that was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. What was that Russian film I watched? It was three maybe three and a half hours long it was apparently a sci-fi movie but it was just about three dudes walking around like an underground was it stalker stalker yeah we yeah. watched stalker the other day it was for the, boring uh... as hell <laughs> stalker's fucking great we literally watched stalker last week <laughs> are you serious yeah uh for uh for for the uh, the film club that matt that uh matt runs <laughs> i wasted an entire morning I don't because think I was that you assured did. it was going to be a seminal science fiction. It film. is a seminal science fiction. <laughs> it was film. a seminal piece of shit. Uh, it's it's Russian apocalypse now. Um, it's just a sad man in a small sad house with his sad wife and child, and then he's underground, and then like they have some sort of trans- transcendental experience. Yeah, and I didn't understand any of it, and then I was like, oh, it's one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. 
Well, it's like that. There's that Simpsons gag from uh, a long time ago where the they show like a French movie, uh, and it's someone oh, yeah. like yeah. smoking a cigarette, yep. and then and then it just says Finn. <laughs> yep. Yeah, those are the kind of movies that I watch. Uh, where it's like, did anything happen? Nope. Someone was sad for two hours. That's what happened. Yeah. And I cut my teeth on um, the cult classic section of Hollywood video. Oh, rip. Rest in pieces. What were some good ones? Uh, Bloodsucking Freaks, I think, was a classic from uh, the, the cult classic yeah, section. Yeah, not, not rated, as I recall. Uh, none of these movies were rated. <laughs> yeah, because none of them were fucking sent to the MPAA. No. So our parents gave us... A, uh, a, a subscription to Hollywood Video, but um, we weren't allowed to rent R-rated movies, but nothing in the cult classic section was rated. Yeah, that's that's the loophole they don't tell you about, is uh, yeah, for, all, for all you kids out there who are <laughs> renting movies, uh, you could just you could just rent whatever you want as yeah. long as it's garbage. Our parents had never heard of Troma Studios. <laughs> yeah. Real, uh, the, the, the Blumhouse of its day. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, classics like The Invisible Maniac and... Um, just just total schlock i think yeah and uh and and that led to classy schlock like whore and whore 2 <laughs> i haven't seen whore or whore 2 whore 2 is, is that is that a part of the whore saga is there also a whore yeah, uh, a whore 3 and a whore 3 part 2 no i think it was it was it was just the first and the second uh, i think jennifer tilly was in one of them that checks out yeah she's been in a lot of trash yeah trash queen yeah trash queen jennifer tilly uh she was the bride of chucky right yeah yeah, I haven't seen that because it's trash. Uh, okay, well, I've seen the entire <laughs> Chucky series, and I would have to disagree with you. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, th- those are our those are our bona fides. Uh, Pat has uh, arguably seen uh, many more movies than me. Uh, you used to go to the theater like when we had theaters three days a week uh, before before the end times. <laughs> yeah, uh, used to go to the theater like three days a week. You were one of those people who was serially abusing movie pass until yep. they. Until they burned into non-existence. Bankrupted those guys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I gotta... You should... Re- I don't know if you're able to, like, get your records or something, but you should really check, like... Oh, I've got it, yeah. How much money you fucking took away from yep. MoviePass. I have uh, a record of all the films I saw yeah. on MoviePass, and like, it's just, incredible. Just give us $20 a month. It's fine. Sure, buds. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go watch eight <laughs> movies. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that worked out for them. Uh, but uh, Pat has seen a, a lot of movies. Uh, I I have seen fewer movies, but I have been in a classroom where they told me which ones to watch. True. Uh, and so uh, you know that uh, that's that's something. Uh, although fun note, the uh, the film department at uh, at my university was uh, nested under the comparative literature department, uh, which was uh, very very awesomely titled in the course catalog the C lit department. <laughs> So my transcript is just filled with like clit 200, clit 400, <laughs> clit 300. It's good stuff. Yeah, what was clit 111 about? Oh, it was about martial arts movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, in the uh, the uh, the Japanese style. Yeah, but uh, anyway, those those are the bona fides. Uh, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna talk about uh, two movies. Uh, so we've got some we've got some real good ones, some blasts from the past uh, here today, about 20 years ago for both of them. Uh, two very similar movies, uh, one of which you have assuredly seen, mm-hmm. uh, and one of which I would guarantee, if I asked every single person I knew, uh, maybe like five. And, and one of them is probably like, right? Yeah. Uh, who I think I think was there the first time we watched this we movie. We watched it with him, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only people I know who have seen this film are people I have pushed it on. 
Yeah, this is really, this is a movie you force upon people and just, like, look at them. Yeah. Every, like, 15 seconds to be like, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and then and then it's like, no, it's very bad. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into what those movies are here uh, in just a few minutes. But um, uh, we're going to talk about some, uh, what's happening in the movie and TV industry first. So, uh, Pat, do you want to give us some updates? Let's do that. Let's do some uh, movie and television news. Um, so I have a few stories here um story that was kind of surprising i think to a lot of people earlier this week uh and it's more on the television side is uh, ruby rose is not an anime character i'm told is not an anime character she is a prominent lgbtq plus actress uh and she was cast as batwoman uh probably two years ago after appearing in one of the CW's famous crossover series. Was she, was she in Gotham? Um, no, she was not in Gotham. Uh, Gotham was on Fox. And so it wasn't part of CW's. Yeah, the whole, that whole fucking Warner licensing yeah. thing is just such a fucking design. Like, let's just make a show for every channel and see what happens. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's just like comic books. It's, 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 it's a confusing, stupid landscape. Um... But yeah, there's a bunch of superheroes over on the CW. Uh, they got their hands on Batwoman. They cast Ruzi Rose because Batwoman, the character, uh, she's famously like out as gay. Is she? Uh, yeah. Barbara Gordon? No, uh, Batwoman, not Batgirl. Uh, you, you lost me here. <laughs> so, I'm not going to go into it, but they're different characters. <laughs> this is, this is, you can talk to Dave about this shit. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Ruby Rose... Played Batwoman for uh, a full season. Apparently was pretty well received. She was in the CW's big Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. And uh, then as soon as the first season ended, uh, just this week, she decided she's quitting. Uh, She said, I have made the very difficult decision not to return to Batwoman next season. This was not a decision I made lightly. Uh, and she has the utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everyone involved. The CW came back, and Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers came back and said, okay, she's going to be recast. And uh, Wait, but did they ever make an episode of this show? They made a whole season. Oh. Yeah. See, this, is, this news was surprising to me because I didn't know that this show existed. It's been on for like a year. God damn it. Like... <laughs> she was in like... She she appeared aside a, a um, the Flash and this is, Supergirl. This is like how there's like twelve seasons of Arrow, and I've yeah. never seen a single oh, episode. Yeah. No, right there with you. But she uh, she she apparently suffered a pretty traumatic back injury during the filming. Uh, she herniated two discs, and she had, was doing like, something cool, right? She was doing something super cool, yeah, in this very like restrictive leather outfit, and uh, yeah, had to have like a, a pretty severe surgery. Uh, she also said, quoting her, I was not a fan of living in Vancouver, B.C. It was difficult to integrate there. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to all the Vancouver, B.C. boys. Uh, sorry. sorry. Uh, I mean, it's difficult to integrate. I, I, yeah, I don't know. She's a white. I mean, I. she's like a young white woman. She is a young white woman. Yes. So I don't understand what the what the problem was there. But uh, I don't know. There were apparently rumors from the set that she was very difficult to work with. She had clashes with Greg Berlanti, who runs all the DC uh, CW shows. Oh, they have, a, they have a showrunner. Or a fucking... He's the showrunner, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a universe runner, I guess. So he runs that whole universe, and apparently they didn't get along. So she's out, and now um, P- 
people are fan casting Batwoman because the CW has said they are coming back for season two without her. Well, I mean, so. it's fucking comic books, right? You just recast these people. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, just... she, was, she was in uh, Orange is the New Black, yep. I think. Yeah, yeah she that's, was. That's where I saw yeah. it before. Uh, a show that I have only seen uh, one season of, uh, and it was not the first or last season. <laughs> yep. Just about the same here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, her, her casting at back at the time, probably two years ago now, was like a big deal because... She was one of the first big, uh, like, LGBTQ plus uh, actors to get cast in a lead role. Or at least someone who's out. Out, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And she's been out since, since she was, I think, 12 or 13 years old. Um, and to be cast in the title role of a major network drama like that um, was a pretty big deal, especially, you know. In superheroes and whatnot. How much did uh, how much did the internet hate that casting? <laughs> Very much so, <laughs> which good. was funny. Good, good to see no one's changing <laughs> because the character has famously been gay for I think at least ten years, Fucking if not more. Comic book nerds, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> classic, so. classic stuff. But uh, anyway, so she's out. Uh, she has left the role as of, I think, um, a day or two ago. Yeah. And uh, they're saying they're going to move on with, uh, you know, I mean, the, the show is not going to be returning until 2021, given the uh, pandemic and everything. So the CW and Warner Brothers have plenty of time to recast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I you know, nothing's, nothing's going to reshoot for a while. And they're shooting up in Canada. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they'll probably be much better off anyway. Which apparently is a hard place to a hard place into. to integrate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Vancouver, BC is like one of the more diverse cities in North America. I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, very hard to integrate. I guess. Uh, anyway, what uh, what else is going on? Uh, I, speaking of Warner Brothers and superheroes and all that stuff, uh, I think everyone on the internet the last twenty four hours saw that. Um, well, anyone who cares about this stuff saw that uh, Warner Brothers will be releasing the Snyder Cut. Oh yeah, so I, I did actually Justice see this. League. This this made it through to my Twitter feed. Yeah, it, yeah, 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 it, yeah. it cut through. It cut through all the other stuff in my Twitter feed. Cut through all the the socialist sweeties that I follow. Right. I just. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's... Again, the terrorists won. The terrorists won again because there were, I don't know, tens of white men who wanted this to happen but this is the thing about the whole snyder cut saga is like uh do do any of these people understand how movies are made right or why snyder had to leave the uh the film at at best uh there's like probably the the movie series that i am aware of that has the most like additional content that was actually fully formed Mm -hmm. is the lord of the rings yeah. Right? Like, the, you know, e- each of those movies is, uh, I think The Return of the King is, like, 55 minutes longer in its extended version. Jesus. Uh, the Fellowship of the Ring is, like, 30 minutes longer. Two Towers is, like, 30 to 40 minutes longer. So there's, like, you know, a full two hours of additional content that got re-added to those movies in their extended versions. Yeah. Uh, there's not fucking two hours of additional content here that is even close to finished. Let me stop you right there. God damn it. <laughs> Reportedly, Warner Brothers will be spending an additional 20 to $60 million on post-production of this new version. How much, how much are, they, are they spending on a fucking Henry Cable? Not, is it Henry Cable? Yeah, Henry, yeah, Henry, Henry Cable's Cable. mustache. mustache. It's, not, it's not Jim Caviezel. Um, it's not Jim Caviezel this time. 
It will debut as a four-hour director's cut in six TV-style chapters on HBO's new streaming service, HBO Max. Yeah, I would just say of Superman, uh, every every woman I've gone to see a Superman movie uh, with has broken up with me. So... <laughs> Uh, it's it's definitely his. Fault. You know, not not necessarily immediately after the movie, but I think there's a correlation. It's similar to like uh, you, anyway, but yeah, the uh, yeah. So uh, you know, I'm I'm staying away from Superman material. Uh, it's you know, I, I don't I don't need to see this. I haven't even seen fucking or have I? Justice League. Uh, I haven't seen Justice League. I did see Batman versus Superman. Yeah, they're interchangeable. Yeah, they both have that brown and gray muddy color scheme. <laughs> They've got the three hundred color scheme. Yeah, the the same fucking color scheme he, he he uses on everything. So I don't know. Um, I, I I do think this is kind of a get for HBO's new streaming service, which I'm still confused about because I have HBO on my TV and I have HBO Go on my phone. A- HBO has like three different services. It's so, very yeah. annoying. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But uh, apparently they're going to be releasing this and, um, you know, they'll get those those 10,000 guys who signed that uh, <laughs> that uh, petition to Obama or uh, <laughs> yeah. or Donald Trump, <laughs> whoever was... Yeah, is this an executive order? Is this... Uh, <laughs> did, did Trump get the pen out? And I, be like, I think he must have. Is this like when he... Uh, who did he get out of prison? He got some... Some rapper was in prison in like fucking Sweden or something. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. It wasn't Jeff Epstein this time. Uh, oh, okay. Different rapper. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Jeff Epstein's rap career tragically cut short because uh, he was murdered in federal custody and was not able to release his post-release diss track. Yeah, his trachea was cut short. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. His his hyoid bone was, uh, was shamefully destroyed. Uh, no, it was, you know, Donald Trump, like rattled the state department saber to like get some rapper out of prison and uh oh right because yeah, like later. kanye and kim kardashian came to talk to him right asap rocky asap rocky the There's rapper the you're thinking about yeah only took us three minutes to get there okay yeah anyway that's all the news i have i think uh other than uh three years ago this weekend uh twin peaks the return debuted on showtime uh, and I'm still confused about how that ended and would like some more. Uh, David Lynch is now doing daily weather forecasts <laughs> on his YouTube channel. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no, noted meteorologist David Lynch. <laughs> he just kind of looks out his window and in a 40 second video tells you what the weather's going to be like in LA that day. <laughs> Sunny? Yep, it's pretty great. Uh, sunny not on fire and sunny on fire or like uh, torrential rain. Those are the three weather conditions in Los Angeles. Well, and also a young woman probably gets like abused yeah. somehow. Mysteriously murdered. Yeah. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle dies or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's the news. That's the film news. Uh, so uh, we're going to go ahead and move into uh, what we're talking about. Uh, the two movies we're talking about here this week. Uh, so uh, in the late 90s, uh, for, for any kids out there who may be familiar with, uh, movies like Paranormal Activity, uh, things of that nature, Cloverfield, uh, we, there's, there's this genre called found footage, um, and, uh, while probably, like, the first notable found footage movie is probably Cannibal Holocaust, uh, Pat, given the thumbs up there, uh, assuredly you have seen it multiple times. Multiple times. Kill yeah. that turtle. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Cannibal Holocaust twice plenty uh and one of those times was like required viewing for school 
but uh, yeah, so the, the found footage genre has been around for a while. Cannibal Holocaust is late 70s, early 80s, maybe? 70s, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, but it, it, uh, it really kind of came to... Uh, it's, it's one of those genres that's like heavily limited by technology, uh, in that, you know, you're doing a found footage movie in the late seventies, you're shooting it on film with like gigantic cameras, Enormous camera, yeah, yeah. yeah, big, big film crews, things like that. So like found footage, not really a thing, um, outside of like, you know, small independent films, uh, in the seventies the and eighties and most of the nineties. Uh, but then in the late nineties, uh, we get... Uh, we, we get kind of the, the most, uh, most important entry in the found footage genre, which is the, the granddaddy of all of your modern paranormal activities, um, and Cloverfields and, uh, and what have you, Chronicle, uh, if you remember mm-hmm. that, Akira ripoff from 2012, <laughs> uh, Max Landis, go fuck yourself. Yep. Uh, but, uh, the movie I am talking about, of course, is, uh, 1998's The Last Broadcast. The Last Broadcast. I did a little switcheroo on you there. You, you, you thought I was, you thought I was talking about The Blair Witch Project. I'd come to this project with many of the same assumptions that you had. Concerning the Jersey Devil murders and the guilt of Jim Seward. His characterization is a troubled young man responsible for a spree of horrific, ritualistic homicides. What really happened that night? And is Jim Seward truly responsible? Most people, when they commit a crime, aren't being videotaped, like, you know, when they're doing it, or, like, near the time when they're doing it. It was like spying in on, on this crime about to happen. No one else had the opportunity to commit those murders, except for Mr. Jim Seward. I feel weird about it. Yeah, I know, me too. This whole idea to come out into the woods and stuff. You know, suddenly they want to jump into doing, you know, big time live, you know, from the Pine Barrens and have radio and internet and this and that. And, uh, you know, I I knew it was going to be a fiasco. I I didn't really think it was going to end up like it did, but I knew it wasn't going to look pretty. The attacker was using both hands with two weapons and was ambidextrous. separate instruments were driven into the victims at the same time. I think to anybody, if you found 47 pieces of a, of a human being or human beings, it would be very disturbing. The whole thing reeks of a setup. More, more went down than, than we know. Jim's an innocent man, and this was not investigated in any way, shape, or form. The one thing about this with, uh, you know, this guy Jim, uh, you know, the case they built up against him, it was all circumstantial. They didn't have any actual evidence that he did this, but, uh, I mean, he was the only one there. Also, if he's an innocent man, there's a killer on the loose. As they said on Fact or Fiction, you decide. Uh, but we'll get to that later. The movie I'm talking about is actually its predecessor, uh, the last broadcast, which came out uh, on what date? I think I uh, uh, looks like March 9th of 1998. Yeah, so it had a it had a limited uh, film festival release on March 9th, yep. and, and then, then home out... video October 23rd, 1998. Yeah, and uh, and you might be saying, how have I never heard of this movie? 
uh, because the Blair Witch Project uh, a year later, yeah, came out in uh, I want to say yeah, similar timeline, spring, yeah, so spring then fall. Yeah, uh, Blair Witch was uh, the theatrical was January nineteen ninety nine, and then home video July nineteen ninety nine. So so uh, late winter and uh, early summer for Blair Witch. Uh, and, uh, of course, you've seen the Blair Witch Project, but, uh, in, you, you point to it and say, like, that's the, that's the granddaddy of found footage movies. Uh-huh. Uh, but you would be wrong. Uh, and even if you said Cannibal Holocaust, uh, someone would say, well, that was the 19, you know, 70s, that's, uh, that, that's kind of like a one-off. Uh, and so, you know, what we're gonna do here is introduce you to a film that, uh, you've been neglecting your whole life. Uh, which is the last broadcast and a film that will neglect you. Yeah, a film that will also <laughs> neglect you uh, because uh, it sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. It's such dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. I don't want to say seminal, but yeah, it it it, it did kind of introduce uh, into the culture this uh, this found footage style uh, film and it was only today that I found out that Blair Witch actually started shooting and production before the last broadcast yeah. actually came out. <laughs> and it, which just and it shows. crushed me. <laughs> but it, it, show, it shows that the last, pro, the last broadcast was made in a hurry. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, last broadcast had a budget, reportedly, of $900. <laughs> which can't possibly be true. Uh it can't. I mean, like you know, a a, a single. Uh, I think we looked this up when we watched it. Uh, it. For 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 context here, we we saw this movie uh, a long time ago. I think in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. Yeah, like uh, at at like Thanksgiving or something like yeah. that. Right. Uh, we were over at our relative's house, uh, and uh, inexplicably, this was on the television. Yeah, I I it just I don't know how this happened. <laughs> Uh, but we, we watched this movie in like a very dodgy basement, uh, and it was, it was very spooky, uh, at the time, uh, not particularly spooky in the long term, no. it turns out, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, so we, we saw this movie a long time ago, we got together, um, last week and watched it again, uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Yeah, neither I'd, had I. I'd watched like clips of it on YouTube, but I hadn't actually watched the movie in full uh, in, in a really long time. Uh, and uh, it is hot trash. Should we give you uh, uh, a synopsis of the film? Yeah, yeah. If you could explain um, what goes down, because in the I last was about broadcast. to utter the most famous line from the film, but we should talk about what it's about first. So the the, the film is about um, a documentary filmmaker named David, and. Um, his investigation of the who is the the character is played by the writer director. He is played by the writer director, and he is also behind the camera. Yeah, uh, and he is investigating the quote unquote fact or fiction movies, which are a s- fact or fiction murders rather, which are a series of murders um, based around a public access television show called Fact or Fiction, which is the thing we had in the nineties. Which is the thing we had in the nineties, and they were wonderful. And uh, they dealt with unsolved mysteries and the paranormal, and their two hosts would take calls from the public and ask them, um, you know, 
what mysteries they should look into. At one point during the film, they get a very creepy call from a kind of disembodied voice. And I think it, you know, in order to date this film further, and I think that's one of the failures of this movie versus Blair Witch, because Blair Witch is kind of timeless. Yeah. Uh, In order to date this movie further, they go into a lot of detail explaining, like, the technical, uh, like, setup for this public access show. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and so they have they have an ICQ set up. Is it ICQ or IRC? IRC? IRC, yeah. ICQ is a different thing that we had in the 90s. Yep. Uh, so they've got an IRC set up for their show where people can, you know, like write in, um, you know, questions and things like that for their public access yeah. show. Uh, and uh, they they have a like uh, like text to speech transcoder uh, that just like reads the uh, reads the questions out to them on the air. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a late nineties text to speech. And so it sounds very like robotic and spooky. Uh, but they get a, uh, they get a, um, a, uh, a question, uh, which is what, what's the famous line? You should do a show on the Jersey devil. Yeah, that's, that's the line. That's uh, it. scared the shit out of me when I was, <laughs> when I was like 10 years old. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they get a, the, 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 the movie is set in, uh, in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey has a, uh, a, uh, famous cryptid, uh, like Bigfoot here in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a famous cryptid, uh, called, uh, the Jersey Devil, uh, that supposedly is like a, a monster that lives in the Pine Barrens. Yeah. Uh, which is a rural part of, uh, I think Southeastern New Jersey. Uh, it's basically just like the woods. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, similar to how we have Bigfoot up here in the Northwest, they have the uh, the Jersey Devil. Uh, and so someone on IRC writes in uh, and asks them to do a show about the Jersey Devil, which they uh, decide they're going to do. Uh, and then and then what happens? Uh, everything goes off the rails. <laughs> Uh, what what do they you know who who do they bring on to this uh, this this production of their their episode in the Pine Barrens about the uh, the Jersey Devil? Ren Clacken, Ren Clacken. That's one of the guys. Yeah, he he's one of the guys who gets murdered. Um, there are a number of men who get murdered. Yeah, three three men get murdered. What the fuck is this guy's name? There's only like four people in this movie. I know. <laughs> Jim Sword. Jim Sword. A psychic. Okay, so let's let's come back in here. Okay. Uh, so they, uh, everything on there, Pine Barrens, uh, another just bizarre thing that watching this again, I was like, this would absolutely never work, uh, is in the late nineties, they're going to do a live simulcast of their public access show to both the, uh, TV station and the internet, the internet, uh, of, of their episode in the Pine Barrens, uh, where they're going to go try and find the Jersey devil, uh, and everything goes off the rails because they bring on who exactly? Uh, the paranormal and psychic Jim Sword. Jim Sword. Uh, if you uh, you want to get a picture of this guy in your head, uh, he looks that he looks like that kid who shot up that theater in Aurora, Colorado, mm. uh, during um, uh, the prequel to the Joker. Uh, <laughs> he, he looks he looks a bit like that in this movie. Uh, so he's like you know some some maladjusted you know early twenties kid. Uh, who, uh, who, who they bring on and he claims to be a psychic and he's going to help them find the Jersey devil. And then, uh, and then, you know, uh, what we, what we come to find out is, uh, so the three people, the two guys who run the public access show, uh, a completely erroneous third character, uh, that they introduce into the movie for no reason. Yeah. Like absolutely no reason. (laughs) Uh, could have saved some money on that guy. Yeah. I assume it was someone's friend. 
uh, a completely erroneous third character gets brought on, uh, and so the the two guys from the public access show plus uh, this third guy they bring on, they all wind up uh, murdered and dismembered in the Pine Barrens. Uh, Jim Seward, the fourth guy who goes out with them, supposedly a psychic, Mm. Uh, he calls in the crime uh, to the police. And he gets epstein uh, And then he gets epstein He gets yep. epstein hard. Uh, he, uh, he, gets, uh, he gets convicted uh, in kind of a show trial. Uh, there's a whole, like, comp- again, erroneous subplot about, like, how the DA was up for re-election. <laughs> uh, this movie is so all over the place. Yeah, like, the DA's up for re-election, so it gets jammed through or whatever. Um, and, uh, and then Jim goes to jail and then he dies under mysterious circumstances. Um, but, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of what happens in, uh, in the actual plot of, uh, the last broadcast. Uh, most of the movie is spent, it's like a faux documentary slash found footage movie. Yeah. Uh, where they're, you know, it, it, it goes between like found footage stuff from the, uh, from their show and from the Pine Barrens, uh, which is supposedly being reconstructed by someone who is uh who is working on their uh the vhs tapes uh which kind of that are he received yeah, yeah that, that are that are mailed anonymously um and so you know even in the context of the movie it's like a found footage thing right like the uh the, the documentary is about footage they found which they're trying to reconstruct uh and the supposed documentarian uh is uh supposedly trying to clear jim seward's name right uh, and, uh, and what happens, uh, towards the end of this movie oh, here? boy, it just goes into a weird sort of third-person POV, and, um, the, uh, this, uh, this, this person we've been introduced to, um, who has been helping the documentarian, uh, just kind of murders her? Yeah, and who wraps his like, apartment in plastic. Uh, yeah, and I, I looked her up on uh, IMDb. Yeah, uh, I think the character's last name is Monarch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I assume is is like what she went by in her D and D community or something. Right. Uh, but uh, she has no other film credits at all. She is in this movie. She is not an actress in any other movie. She's not on crew in any other movie. No. It is just this. She was actually murdered. Yeah. So, uh, she, uh, she's, you know, supposed to be reconstructing this footage, uh, and then at the very end of the movie, uh, she gets, like, uh, you know, knocked unconscious via suffocation. Yep. Uh, and, uh, the, the documentarian, like, packs her into his SUV. Drives uh, her out to the woods. To take her out to the Pine Barrens, where he says he's going to, you know, try and reconstruct the events of the day, uh, using, uh, using her as his, uh, his murder victim. Uh, so, you know, the, the movie has this kind of, like, uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end, executed extremely poorly. Very poorly. Uh, Were they setting it up for a sequel? Yeah. The, the <laughs> last, the, 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 what's called the last broad, it's not like Final Fantasy, right? Like, right. you can't just, <laughs> you can't just make the last broadcast eight, uh, or you could, I guess. Sure. And you could probably just make the last broadcast two. And steal everything from this movie, and no one would notice. <laughs> I mean, the, the the last broadcast book of shadows. Yeah, last broadcast book of shadows. Exactly. Uh, and then you get a game. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, fucking David Lee comes at you for his money, um, <laughs> but then he can't afford a lawyer, and like you know, it's it does you know it doesn't work out for him. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, so the the plot of this movie basically like public access show. Uh, they go out to the Pine Barrens to find this cryptid. Uh, a couple of guys get killed. 
guy gets framed up for the from the murders uh and he's like kind of an unstable uh you know like early 20s uh shut in so it's pretty easy um and uh and then uh the documentarian who is supposedly trying to clear his name uh is assumed to be the the murderer uh who you know sent in the original uh irc message right um uh and then he kills the woman who is reconstructing the footage like moments after she discovers his face in uh in the footage uh with uh, there's no way to convey this in an audio format <laughs> With one of the absolute worst effects I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, it's very bizarre. Uh, you know, just go look it up on YouTube. It's fucking crazy that it's anyone... It's kind of a weird spiral wipe. Yeah. Where yeah. The, the guy, like, you know, suddenly appears in frame. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, uh, and then it's POV again. Uh, but, like, it's not clear how he got there in the first place. It's very, very bizarre. Yeah. I, I don't want to say anything about this film was solid. But I did appreciate the early 90s public access stuff. The public access stuff is great, uh, you know, because I remember watching public access shows. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a thing we have anymore. No. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we have YouTube. YouTube and, and Twitch are, are streaming are yeah, your, yeah. your new public That's access. Your equivalent of it these years. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you don't you don't get the 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 like uh, fabric backdrop aesthetic right you used to get on uh, on uh, on public access yeah guys going into your local public access studio and uh yeah they've, they've brought you in work for our public access station uh yeah public access news station um for probably six seven months yeah that's yeah. a thing that we used to have mm-hmm. and they would apparently hire teenagers yeah uh and oh that's another thing that we noticed uh, after watching this movie is all all four of the main characters uh look like they are in a ska band that's right yeah yes like <laughs> just every single one of them looks like they're in the fucking horn section of real big fish uh it is it is it is a look that was very of its time uh because you know like uh turn the radio off came out in 1996 a year before they started making this movie yeah uh, so you get your uh you get Cargo pants, uh, yeah, hats, pork pie hats, lots of lots of hats, yep, uh, lots of sideburns, uh, 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 wallet chains, wallet chains, yeah. These guys are these guys are in a fucking ska band. But uh, anyway, yeah, I mean the movie is like very of its time. I think it's a unlike the Blair Witch Project, which we'll talk about in a second, and w- why that movie is better than this is. Uh, it was very of its time. Uh, it, you know, it leans on a lot of that, uh, late nineties stuff, public access, uh, you know, early internet stuff. Not that the internet was, you know, new in the nineties, but like, uh, right. you know, normal people using the internet was relatively new in the nineties. Um, IRC, sim- you know, internet shows. Yeah, I think um, if you showed this to someone who grew up, um, even our sister, who grew, you know, someone who grew up in the early to mid two thousands, they they wouldn't have a clue what IRC yeah. or ICQ or any of that stuff was, or 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 why that technology was relevant. But they, that was the way people kind of made their way around the internet back then. Yeah, uh, and especially you know, public access shows did have access to it. Yeah, and I think that's 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 like the you know one of the more one of the few endearing things about this movie uh, is it's a uh, nostalgia trip. Yeah, it's it's a nostalgia trip if you grew up uh, like on the internet in the '90s or if you were in like any you know subcultures in the '90s. Yeah, you, you know about all this stuff, uh, and that stuff is like pretty much gone. 
um, now uh, with the way that like the internet has consolidated around a few websites. Right. Um, but uh, it's so it's, you know, that stuff is really endearing. Uh, they don't lean on it as heavily as they probably should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, there was no way for them to know that like this would not be the norm forever yeah. when they were making this movie. Oh man, IRC is going away. Yeah, I think IRC is still around. But I, <laughs> it is. if you're on IRC now, like uh, you, you're doing something wrong in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I remember trying to figure out how to download things from IRC. Yeah. Back in like the early 2000s. I just, I was lost. Yeah. Well, yeah, just connect to this FTP server. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. How? Uh, with what exactly? <laughs> um, Technology had already overtaken me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it, like that stuff's all really endearing, but the the execution of this movie is just extremely poor. Uh, it, the, the, the really funny thing we discovered after we finished watching this movie last week is... The tagline of the movie, uh, which I assume is like a a post-release tagline, uh, because obviously it came out before The Blair Witch Project, but the tagline of the movie is, it makes The Blair Witch Project look like a student film. Right. Uh, And this could not look more like a student (laughs) film. It's so bad. It's so, oh. It's extremely grainy. It's, it's, it's... It looks like shit in, in so poorly shot. every way. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, it, it is edited in a totally nonsensical way. Uh, there is so much B-roll here. Yeah. That uh, is just like, why is this B-roll here? Um, you know, like the concept for this movie would make a very good like Netflix uh, uh, like crime documentary. Yeah. I would watch it if they, if, if they remade this. If someone paid... David, whatever his name is, for the David, rights. David Lee. <laughs> uh, um, and then they remade this. I, I'd watch it, you know? Like, I've watched plenty of subpar found footage movies. But it's just like, so there's that there's that Netflix show, uh, American... Uh, the one about the penises? American Vandal. American Vandal. Yeah. Right, like, if you made a faux documentary, not obviously not a comedy... Uh, but if you made a faux documentary based on this concept uh, for like six to eight episodes, yeah. it would probably be good. It's just that the people who are making it uh, have made this movie uh, like ab- absolutely no idea what they're doing. Right. Um, and they certainly appear to be trying, uh, but uh, it's it just it's so amateurishly it's so amateurly put together that uh, none of it lands, and it's just kind of laughable. Yeah, no, bless their hearts, they tried. So, uh, but uh, anyway, so that's that's the last broadcast. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I think this, I would still recommend this movie as a, like, pure historical artifact. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like, you know, I, I would never tell someone, like, oh, go watch the last broadcast, this movie rules. Uh, but, uh, like, if you're, if you're interested in, like, uh, you know, the kind of evolution of found footage movies, y- you have to watch this. Uh, because it's, it it is, it predates the Blair Witch Project by about a year in terms of its release, about six months in terms of its production. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, as, as a historical artifact, you got, you definitely got to watch this. Um, but, uh, especially if you're interested in like late nineties subculture type stuff. Uh, but, um, as a, as an actual movie, uh, it is on par with shit that was made when I was in, uh, high school. Um, yeah, like these guys just have cars. Like that's the difference. They have cars and they have camera. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. <laughs> and arguably, we had better cameras when I was in high school. Yeah, no, I, we absolutely did. But I, 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 I will second what Bill said. Um, I, th- I think if you were interested in 
the evolution of found footage films. I think Cannibal Holocaust, uh, Last Broadcast, and then Blair Witch as your your three starting points yeah. would be a fun triple feature. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, the Blair Witch folks, you know, they they probably would absolutely reference Cannibal Holocaust as, as an inspiration. Oh, yeah. Uh, and these people probably would as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see just that, uh, you know, two movies made almost at the exact same time, uh, both of them leveraged the internet. Yeah. Uh, the last broadcast leverages it in terms of, um, it's, you know, what's actually happening in the movie. Uh, the Blair Witch Project was, uh, it's, it's initial popularity was largely spurred by the internet. Uh, but, uh, so they're both kind of leveraging late nineties internet culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, one of them lands and one of them doesn't. Uh, and so, uh, do you want to tell us about, uh, the Blair Witch Project? I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry because it is my fault because it was my project. missing Montgomery College students continues in Frederick County tonight. Ten days and thousands of man hours have been unable to produce any clues. We have a few leads, a um, few other options we want to take advantage of and just try to put together some, uh, some pieces to this puzzle. Do you believe the occult may be involved in the disappearance of your son? I'm so scared. I do, yeah. And I think what you just said is an interesting segue because uh, Last Broadcast puts its uh, dependence on the internet on screen and in real time. Uh, And the Blair Witch Project used the internet for, I think, over a year, if not about a year to drum up marketing for the film yeah it's like one of the it's it's one of the first good uh like viral internet viral marketing campaigns yeah where they had like a website about the you know about the like incident and all that kind of thing in order to try and couch it in reality before the movie actually came out yeah i mean the film was in production for years um and i believe it was at uh because it was released at Cannes film festival sundance i think uh, Sundance, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they posted um, wanted photos, or uh, missing photos, rather, for the three leads all over the town um, around Sundance. And then there was a huge, huge for the day, internet campaign. Yeah. Uh, where you could go to, uh, I think it was, what is the Blairwitch.com? I'm sure it's still around if you go on the internet archive. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the studio has preserved uh, yeah. the, the website. Uh, you know, the, the, the Space Jam website is still up. So, you right. know, like, this better be. Um, because it is, like, a really interesting artifact of, of, of uh, when they first started mixing film and the internet as an advertising yeah. method. And, and the, we- the website looks like everything I put on GeoCities in, yeah. in the late 90s. Back right? in like, 1996, uh, 97, 98. Yeah. There have been countless documentaries about this and YouTube videos and then what have you, but I don't think it can be understated that 
it was real incredible what the studio pulled off pulling the wool over the public's eyes uh releasing this movie as fact right and having so many people buy into it, even though they were going to a movie theater and yeah, paying yeah. money to watch this film where three teenagers die. Yeah, the 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 you know, and people people believed it. Right. Right, which is which is crazy, right? Because the idea that like, you know, fucking regal cinemas or whatever would be showing a movie that would, if it were real, essentially be a snuff film. A snuff film, yeah. Uh is is <laughs> totally bonkers. Uh, which again, you know, late late nineties VHS culture. We had uh, the Faces of Death, yeah, uh, which were you know like uh, supposedly like banned movies, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And the first um, few volumes of those tapes were they got traded around, and it was basically a mix of you could get them at your like independent video store, yeah. But you, you couldn't get your video connections. Shout out, uh, rip, rip, rip to video rip connections. Hard. Yeah, I mean, it was a mix of like. Gross animal deaths and then simulated violence against humans. Yeah, but... Like, gross stuff. But for some reason, people just, like, didn't make the connection that, uh, you know, you would be able to go see a movie like this in the theater if it were real. Right. Um, and uh, they did... They, so, they I think they lifted a lot of that marketing campaign from uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, so, the, the Cannibal Holocaust cast, uh, like, went uh, went underground... Uh, oh yeah like when the when the movie was being released uh to the point where i can't remember if this is like a a myth or if this is true uh but to the point where there was like because i think it's an italian movie Mm -hmm. uh where like the actors had to appear in italian court yeah uh to prove that like murder had not occurred (laughs) that that was true yes uh so like the directors were brought up on charges the directors and the producers were brought up on charges in I think Italian courts, maybe in other European courts. Yeah. Also, um, like you know, if you're gonna make a movie like Cannibal Holocaust, I'd make it in Italy because you can make whatever trash whatever you trash want in Italy, want, baby. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the cast had to come out of hiding and be like, uh, "No, we weren't actually killed. Like, we're still here." Yeah. But uh, yeah, so same idea, right? Like they yeah. they they had the actors go underground basically to like build hype around the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then with Blair Witch, they put out, like, these missing photos and all this kind of thing to uh, to give the impression that, like, the people in the movie had actually died. Yeah. And those three actors were, I mean, they were first-timers. Yeah. I mean, that's another, you know, similar, you know, the thing about the last broadcast, you know, everyone in that movie is also, like, you know, family friends. Yeah. Uh, like, no one knows who those people are. They're not, they're not actors. I'm sure some of them have been in other things, but, like, nothing you've ever heard of. Right. Uh, other independent stuff. Uh, and with the Blair Witch, it was, yeah, it was like basically, you know, film students, yeah. uh, never acted before. Um, and the, the movie is like praised for its authenticity, uh, because of that. But like, I don't think it's that the actors are being authentic. I think it's just that they're better actors than the people in the last broadcast. <laughs> uh, for sure. Yes. They, I, I think they were better actors. Um, but I think they were also introduced into better circumstances, so the the producers of the Blair Wish Project did just kind of drop these three kids into the woods. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, there was, like, medics and uh, producers around and a camera crew and craft a services sound crew and... and crafts. But they were all kind of separated from the actual cast. Right, and they made this movie for, like, $20,000. Yeah, and a, a lot of it was just improvised. Yeah. They were they were given uh, a story to follow, basically. It's like, and... here, here's a map. Try to figure it out. Yeah. 
and then the uh, the the producers, the directors, would come in and just screw with them uh, while they were camping at night. Yeah, they basically did what like Charles Manson used to do to people. It was like move furniture around in people's houses. Yeah, <laughs> where they were just like you know move shit around outside their campsite, just gaslight them. Yeah, yeah, normal, very normal stuff. It's a very Hitchcock move <laughs> to just harass your actors into giving a better performance. Yeah, but it worked out. But yeah, it, like that's the uh, you know the Blair Witch. I don't think we need to explain the plot of the Blair Witch. No, but, everyone's uh, seen it at this point. Yeah. But yeah, like the uh, the, the I think the thing that the Blair Witch does that is considerably better than what's happening in the last broadcast is uh, it's extremely isolated. Yeah. Right. Like it's. They do uh, 10, 15 minutes of explanation of, like, the Blair Witch myth at the beginning. Right, yeah, and, and then they they're shoot just, around town and yeah. get interviews with uh, the locals. Yeah. yeah, same kind of thing that they're doing in the last broadcast, but it's it's much more limited. Uh, and then they spend the next 80 minutes of the movie, because it, it can't be longer than, like, 90 minutes. No. Uh, they spend the, like, next 80 minutes of the movie in the woods, uh, culminating in, like, you know, their, their presumed deaths uh in this like spooky house Mm -hmm. uh in the woods uh whereas the last broadcast uh does the same thing but it just like goes all over the fucking place and is like giving backstory on all of the characters uh and you know showing some of their like you know their their interactions and trying to set up like personal disputes between them and there's really no need for any of that yeah it's it's uh it's what it's trying to do is like establish motive for any of the guys to have done the murder yeah uh but it's just all really extraneous uh because you know it's like okay well you know the the fucking psychopath kid they brought to the woods probably did it uh and you know the twist is that he didn't do it. It was the guy who was making the documentary movie. But they also spend, you know, 10 minutes trying to convince us that, like, the other characters might have done it. Uh, and it's just, it's unnecessary to have, like, four or five characters who might have done the murders. No, when the camera was the villain all along. Yeah, it was It was always the camera. <laughs> uh, it'll take your soul. Uh, or, or something. Uh, but yeah, like Blair Witch doesn't fuck around with that. No. Uh, and, and that's it's all the better for it. Yeah. It's, it's much better for that. It's, it's, it's also just much more technically competent. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's edited well. Uh, the camera footage looks low budget mm-hmm. without being low budget, which is a, a difference. Yeah. You can always follow what's going on. Yeah. Even though, and I know people will complain later on. You know, as we got into like uh, like Paul Greengrass, the 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 early to mid two thousands, like Shaky Cam and all that stuff. Yeah, um, the Shaky Cam has a purpose in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's and not to hide the fact that Liam Neeson is sixty and taking ninety takes to jump yeah. over a fence. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, you could always follow what was going on, uh, even though it may have been a little disorienting, and and I think that's the effect they were going to going for, and uh, it, it works in their favor. Yeah. It's you know like the uh, the Blair Blair Witch is famous for like a few of its shots, uh the the like uh, very the, the extreme close up uh, like face shot of Heather Heather Donahue yeah her, yeah her, uh, like shooting right up her nose yeah yeah it's like you know extremely unflattering uh, camera angle yeah terrible light right like uh, all I... all of all of those kinds of things but like that's all done on purpose in the Blair Witch. Whereas, like, every time that kind of thing happens in uh, the last broadcast, 
it's just because they're shooting from the hip. Yeah. Right? Like, they just showed up in the Pine Barrens and were like, yeah, just okay, sh- shoot let's go. Yeah, it's like no one fucking found the zoom wheel on the camera. No. Um, so it's like, it, it comes off much better in Blair Witch because they it's very clearly done on purpose. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't look purposeful. Whereas all of the garbage in the last broadcast is all also purposeful, but it's it's bad while being like that's the it's like the the thing about um camp right where it's like uh camp is uh is is like having good taste and bad taste or something sure yeah yeah and it's like uh you know with with shitty schlocky like low budget movies uh and like twenty thousand dollars might seem like a lot of money but that's that's fucking nothing uh in terms of shooting a movie but like it's it's well put together uh, so that you forget that it's it, it's uh it's a professionally made movie that's made to look unprofessional, right? And and I think it's 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 a little bit sad because I believe the guys or the guy behind the last broadcast was a little older and maybe had more time in the industry than the people behind the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, he's got other credits. Yeah, uh, there. I mean, I think he did some animation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh some stuff like that you know he's got like second unit credits and and, and things of that nature like he had he had done work um his imdb is not non-existent sure um but uh yeah he he definitely uh was not did not produce a product uh in the the same way they did no i mean it, it that's the funny thing is the blair witch project in the in the fiction is it's you know three kids in their late teens, early twenties, late teens, generous, I guess. Uh, yeah. Late, late let, teens in the same way that like Dawson is in his yeah, late teens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but let loose in the woods with some cameras. And then last broadcast is, I mean, these are quote unquote professionals, guys who probably worked in the public broadcast sector. Uh, and it does look like you just let some teenagers on the loose in the woods yeah. with a camera. <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, to wrap this up, you know, like uh, the uh, we got we got we, we have an actual amateur production I want to talk about, uh, but uh, the uh, so you know Blair Witch uh, is a is a professional or or semi professional production yeah that looks amateur enough to be believable as a like found footage movie, whereas the last broadcast is a semi-professional movie that just looks amateur mm-hmm. um and it, it, like i said it looks like everything uh like i ever made in high school yep uh you know it's the cameras the camera angles are bad there's like lighting is bad editing sometimes is bad. non-existent yeah lighting is sometimes <laughs> non-existent it comes from like one of them shitty lights you put on top of the vhs camera um and whereas as blair witch is definitely like a step above that yeah um yeah i mean it's like you know yeah, but uh, do you want to give us a little uh, little coda on what happened to Blair Witch after, uh, after sure, Blair yeah. Witch won? Yeah, so uh, so Blair Witch comes out ninety eight ninety nine. Uh, it's a huge cultural phenomenon. Um, I'm in my infancy as a film lover, but I am allowed to go see movies by myself. And so yeah, as you would have been 15, 16. Yeah. So my friends and I went and saw Blair Witch, and uh, we were all in video productions together, and. Um, I don't know if we were given a project or if we just decided to do one but uh the backstory is just for for for, for reference uh 
a lot of really delinquent teachers at the high school we went to. <laughs> yeah, and well, delinquent and very trusting. Yeah, like we're still good friends with uh, one one of our one of our teachers from high school, and uh, yeah, like it's shocking that he was able to keep his job until retirement. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I mean, same with our 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 AV teacher. She uh, she was just very trusting and a lot of things went on in those classes that <laughs> probably shouldn't have but a lot of uh, shit you get canceled for these days yeah yes yes That's lots of things you would get canceled for uh, delete wipe your tapes folks wipe uh. your tapes i mean geez yeah yeah it, it, dubbing movies onto other vhs tapes is just the, the beginning um uh, long story short we had a school administrator uh he was a famous curmudgeon um he was a large man and he was in generally poor health and being cruel teenagers we decided to can i mention his name should i mention his name i can fucking cut it if i okay. have to his name was he's been dead for 20 years yeah and i don't remember his first name <laughs> his 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 last name was mr hoover uh and i thought that was funny because he was a large man ate a lot of food and hoover uh bill and i uh, uh were born in ireland hoover was just uh the, the the common name for a vacuum cleaner yeah and then you have the vacuum cleaner company over here named hoover so you know he hoovers up food um we myself and four other friends decided to go into the woods behind our friend's house and film a blair witch knockoff called the vancouver hoover project which not on youtube Probably for the best. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> I have looked for my master tapes and I cannot find them. But um, we put this thing together in probably less than a week, just shooting around the uh, Columbia River campus and shooting around the woods behind my friend's house and scattering tents and Chinese food boxes all over the place and then just, you know, rattling the tents. And I, I'm sure there was some sort of narrative in there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was the Blair Witch narrative, but with a... It was with, the Blair Witch project. With, with an with overweight it. school administrator. Yeah. Um, so we put that together. Uh, I think we showed it in the cafeteria at lunchtime once. And then about a month after we made it, uh, the man who we were parodying had a heart attack while he was driving. And died and under mysterious circumstances <laughs> and drove his car off the road um but it happened pretty close to the school <laughs> which i thought was very strange but uh yeah he died tragically not a month after we made this like parody of him because he was fat and uh Good boy god yeah we were just terrible kids yeah uh gotta love it got i got the vancouver hoover project if you ever find those tapes lost cult uh, classic man lost yeah. cult classic they're trading those tapes on insta yeah you go to a comic book convention you can buy a, a you a, get a bootleg a of bootleg it, yeah. vhs of the vancouver hoover project next to your evangelion tapes yeah so i mean you know the, the blair witch project obviously spurred uh a a boom in found footage movies especially like you know amateur movies like what uh what what you and uh, the guys made uh but uh, it also spawned some sequels it did uh what what happened with the blair witch project property after Boy. after the uh, the release of uh, blair witch one so the studio realized they had a hit on their hands they didn't want to let this pile of money dwindle 
Right, because I mean, I, I think to this day, uh, Blair Witch is the most profitable movie ever made. Uh, if not profitable, most... not like most revenue, but profitable. Like profitable. Yeah, yeah, just based on its budget and what it ended up making. Um, the studio didn't want to sit on that, and so they said, "Hey, we need a sequel." Or the distributor, probably, because it was probably independently owned, right? But it would have been distributed. Yeah, by but it was, it was picked Fox up or by uh, yeah. Or... Who was it? It was a uh, Miramax. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey. Yeah, Harvey. Harvey's got his hand in everything. <laughs> So the the distributor didn't want to let this pile of cash go. Uh, they want a sequel. The original filmmakers were or cast were not interested in filming a sequel, um, and they hired uh, an, a, a a foreign filmmaker, outside guy. I'm not sure where they found him, but he had um, a pretty solid resume. And he came in and he wanted to do... Probably a more solid resume than, like, some of the guys who uh, Marvel lets make movies. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, he had, like, a solid indie cred. And um, had made, like... I I think he's a French or Italian filmmaker, but he had made some, like, solid films. Southern Europeans, man. Yeah. Can't trust him. But uh, he comes in and he wants to do a satire piece on the phenomenon (laughs) surrounding the advertising of the Blair Witch Project. And this goes on for a few months. I believe the executive producer changed. Yeah. The studio was like, where did our millions of dollars yeah. go? <laughs> and they were like, what are you doing making a satire piece? And he had all these teenagers. It's just French guy just blasting cigarettes. Yeah. It's like, wee wee, fucking is satire. And uh, yeah, no, the studio said, no, we want these teenagers to kill each other and get naked and like have sex in the woods and stuff. Yeah. Slasher movie stuff. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was the studio came in, steamrolled him, and made a mix between the Blair Witch Project and then just your standard teenage slasher fare, uh, which involved reshoots. Uh, They dumped a scene where all the teenagers get nude and, like, murder a second group of teenagers that they inexplicably come across in the woods. The movie also got renamed. Uh, movie was renamed instead of the Blair Witch Project Two. It was named the Blair Witch Project Book of Shadows. Which uh, what do we know about the Book of Shadows? Uh, we don't know anything about the Book of Shadows <laughs> because there was nothing in the film named the Book of Shadows. Uh, I believe that was expanded on in a video game. Do Do you think anyone who came out of that movie came out and was like, "Where's the Wait a minute, there supposed to be a Book of Shadows?" In this yeah, thing? where's this book? Where's this book? Uh, yeah, no one ever read from a book. <laughs> yeah, fucking, it's like Necronomicon shit, right? Where it's it like, is, there's, yeah, there, you know, like uh, at least Evil Dead has a book, right? Uh, so I mean, that was unfortunate, just uh, based on the legacy of, of of the Blair Witch Project. Uh, there was a recent, I don't want to call it a remake because it was kind of a sequel, uh, just titled Blair Witch. I believe it came out in twenty seventeen. Did not see that. Um, and it's uh, it's a continuation of the first film, and uh, Heather Donahue, the, the the main character from Blair Witch Project, her brother, it turns out, is still searching for her, and he returns to the woods with a camera crew. Oh, I think there's a red letter media on this. There is, yes. Yeah, okay, I watched yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a solid little horror movie. It's nothing great, and I think it was ultimately unnecessary. But uh, if you're into, like, you know, the quote-unquote lore of the Blair Witch universe. <laughs> so much that it exists, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think there, there's, a third, the there's a third one as well, right? 
that's not the one that came out recently. I think there's there's Blair Witch Two, and I I think there's I seem to recall multiple VHS tapes. Oh no, there were uh, multiple documentaries, which were released on separate VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So no, no, no Blair Witch Three, but there was. I remember we had it in our basement it's when we were children. It's probably still down there. It's probably still down with, there with our mother's renter. Because and they were they were uh, they were aired on the Discovery Channel. What? Yeah, uh, Curse of the Blair Witch. Curse. That's what I was thinking. Yep. of. Yeah. 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 Never watched it. Had no idea it wasn't a movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, somehow I ended up purchasing that film. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, you know, I, I think the, you know, one of the, one of the things about the Blair Witch uh, that I is is interesting is it's uh, it's classic like movie studio incompetence. Yeah, uh, is they they certainly did have a hit. It pissed it away. Uh, and what they did instead was they failed to understand why it was a hit. Yeah. Uh, and so they were like, well, this is, you know, teenagers die in the woods, right? Like, this is Friday the 13th shit. Yeah, we've been doing this since, uh, We've been doing this shit for fucking 30 years. Yeah. Like, let's just do it again. Um, and, uh, rather than, like, actually attempting to understand why people liked the Blair Witch Project, or why, uh, 10 people on Earth enjoyed the last broadcast, (laughs) um... They, they were just like, well, yeah, it's just teens in the woods, right? So let's, let's get a bunch of hot teens... Yeah. Uh, put them in the woods and like, you know, there'll be one of them is a killer or something, right? Like, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's kind of classic Hollywood meddling, uh, in a, in a film property, like, uh, just not understanding why people liked uh, a movie. Yeah. Um, not just not getting it. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I wonder like, do these executive producers watch the movies? No. That, that, that they're putting out because like, if you watched Blair Witch 1, uh, sure. and then watched Book of Shadows, you'd be like, I don't really, other than the fact that it's called The Blair Witch Project and these people are in the woods, I don't understand how these movies are fucking part of the same series. Yeah, and also, how much money did we spend on Book of Shadows? Oh god, I, I if a conservative <laughs> estimate, $30 million. Seriously, thirty million two thousand dollars. There is no way in hell Mallrats money touched what the Blair Witch Project did. Yeah, it's just like it was. It was trash. It, I mean, it's uh, there is supposedly a director's cut out there, or at least a shooting script that the director put together. Yeah, um, that's supposed to be very interesting. Uh, but what the studio released is it's just a complete mess yeah so you know uh any any anytime you get a movie like this like a real runaway hit uh that suddenly turns into a mess in movie two or movie three uh you can usually you know don't don't fucking harass the director (laughs) yeah uh you can usually place the blame firmly on whoever is in corporate management uh the executive producers who are just like how do we get vulture in this movie like, uh... It's like, fuck off, Poppy you know, they were, they, Yeah, they, they, did you know they were gonna make Felicia Hardy fucking, uh, Vulture? Or whatever the, uh, female version of Vulture is? Oh, yeah, they were gonna make a Black Cat and a Silver Sable movie. No, but, like, they, they, they were going to cast Anne Hathaway as Felicia Hardy, but they were going to not have her be Black Cat, they were going to have her be Vulture. Oh, that like, doesn't make any sense Because there, there is a female Vulture, I can't remember what the fucking name is. 
Oh, that's um, right. Uh, it was just the vulture. Yeah. <laughs> she was the vulture again. Vulture, vultress, <laughs> probably. Something incredibly creative. Well, well, okay, but Anne Hathaway was Catwoman, so they were probably like, oh, we can't do that. No, 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 this is before that. Oh, damn, okay. Uh, and then uh, they also, in The Amazing Spider-Man, they, they had Felicia Hardy again. Yes. Uh, played by... Um, uh, the uh, the girl with the big teeth that I like uh, from uh, the Star Wars movie, Rogue One. What's her fucking name? Felicity... Huffman? No. Uh, Felicity Huffman. <laughs> Felicity Huffman as Black Cat? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll watch that movie. What uh, <laughs> the fuck is her name? She's British. Um, a uh, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, Felicity that's her name. Felicity Jones yeah, is her name. I could have yeah. guessed. There's only fucking five British last names. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, they, they, they... She's not British. Yes, she is. She's from Flushing. It, it says place of... Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at Felicia Hardy, the fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's from Flushing, Queens? What are you fucking talking about? Uh, thanks, Google. Yeah, thanks, thanks, yeah. But, like, but yeah, same thing, right? They were just like, oh, well, we'll get... We'll get a, like, relatively big-name actress. I mean, this is, you know, before... Uh, before Rogue One Before she yeah. had, like, big, big movies. But she'd been in stuff, and they were like, all right, we'll get a relatively big-name actress, put her put her in the movie as, like, a, like, Easter egg, and make sure that someone calls her Felicia Hardy, mm-hmm. because we're gonna make her the black cat at some point, because we gotta make fucking action yeah. figures. Because um, this series is going to take off. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's classic studio stuff, uh, and that's that's what's happening with uh, with Blair Witch. Um, I mean, that's why they have a reboot uh, in, uh, in yeah twenty seventeen, and I'm sure we'll see another reboot. I mean, they just had a, a video game. Yeah, it's never going to go away. No, right? Like you can't uh, you can't have that kind of success on something and and just throw it away. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know whether whether or not that means that uh, Blair Witch has a a worse legacy than the last broadcast, I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's got a legacy. Uh, they, they both have legacies. Yeah, the Blair Witch Project, <laughs> uh, great movie, uh, terrible legacy, mm-hmm. uh, because it has just produced trash for the last twenty years. Yeah, uh, the last broadcast, uh, terrible movie. <laughs> got a legacy though. It's got a cult legacy. Yeah, but as a cult legacy, it's a it's a it's a VHS classic. You can mention it uh, for some indie cred. Yeah, if you uh, if you meet some real pretentious fuck at a party. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can, you know, uh, mention, uh, the last broadcast and it'll be like that scene in Goodwill Hunting, uh, where, uh, where, you know, where they hunt the Jersey devil. If you, you've seen Goodwill Hunting, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it'd be like that scene in Goodwill Hunting where fucking Matt Damon is talking about all the books he read. Right. Uh, and, uh, there's that pretentious guy with the terrible hair and the ponytail who's like, uh, you know, clearly hasn't read more than like the synopsis. Yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, that's 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 why you need to watch the last broadcast. Is so when you meet that guy, uh, you can you can you know fucking uh, say I got her number. Uh, put the fucking napkin <laughs> napkin on the window. That's why you need to watch the last broadcast. That's why you watch the last broadcast. I I hundred percent yeah agree. So you can get uh, fucking that other British woman's phone number. Uh, Felicia Hardy. No, Felicity Hardy. No. Uh, in in Goodwill Hunting, Felicity Huffman. No. Uh, the fuck? Is she from Flushing? No, she's from England. (laughs) Well, anyway. Do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got a number. 
How do you like them apples? <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is our this is our pilot episode of uh, of uh, the Columbia River Film School uh, noted institution. Can they sue us? Fuck, I don't care. Okay, uh, <laughs> sue me, bitch. <laughs> Who's still alive? Is Strom still alive? Hey, I'll tell you what, Mister Hoover's not. Yeah, that's true. But. Uh, yeah, this is the this is the the pilot episode of uh, the Columbia River Film School. Uh, the idea here is uh, we'll, we'll we'll watch uh, we'll watch two movies, uh, either either very similar or very different, uh, and yep. uh, and and go over them here in uh, in each episode. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's your that's your found footage uh, your found footage history. Uh, you thought you knew, but you hadn't seen you the last broadcast. Go watch the last broadcast. Yeah, go Absolutely. find out about the Jersey Devil. Go give that guy some money. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, is he getting those residuals? I, I hope so, man. Because yeah. he probably needs them. I mean, we've certainly never paid him anything. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, well, I don't know how the rental market works. Hey, yeah, but, the rental market. Yeah, but, you know, someone bought the VHS tape at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, our parents rented it. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah. Any uh, any final thoughts there? Uh, no, that's it. I think uh, it's 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 worth taking a plunge into um, the Instagram VHS community if uh, you were on Instagram and uh, seeking out tapes like the last broadcast or maybe things you haven't discovered like um, Tammy and the T Rex. Oh, Tammy and the T Rex! I have seen on television. Yeah, uh, uh, and it is buck wild. It is buck wild. It's <laughs> is worth that Denise watching. Richards? Uh, Denise Richards is in it. Yep. Uh, and Shudder just picked it up. If yeah, you're that's that's. For uh, it. I believe that's D- Denise Richards prior to the World Is Not Enough and Wild Things. Uh, arguably the most boring James Bond movie I have ever seen. Yeah, which I did watch at three o'clock in the morning, like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, like, what is this about? It's just someone trying to get oil property. Like what? I, most, but, uh, most Bond villains, but Denise Richards in it as one of one of my favorite uh, Bond Bond girl names of all times, Doctor Christmas Jones, nuclear physicist. Oh yeah, Christmas. Uh, I thought I thought Christmas only came once. Yeah, a legendary Bond line. <laughs> legendary. I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> Fuck. I think that's the last line in the movie. It is. Yes. Unbelievable. That's how they close. How did they get that past the MPAA? <laughs> What's coming? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, I'm I'm I, I'm having Donald. Uh, go uh, go look up some uh, some some screwed up VHS stuff on yeah. Instagram. You'll you'll find some treasures. I'm uh, I'm Bill McDonald. Uh, get yourself a VHS player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I <laughs> I don't know if there's like aftermarket ones these days. Just go to Goodwill. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking, uh, you you can find one still. Uh, I wonder if uh, Goodwill will even take VHS players anymore. Oh, they got them. Yeah. They got those VHS DVD combos. Yeah. But uh, get a VHS player. Uh, get yourself some tapes. Watch some watch some trash from the distant past. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is, the, uh, this is the Columbia River Film School. And uh, we will uh, talk to you next time. All right. Take care. Science fiction.
Yeah.